Hi there, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, a podcast on all things terrorism. Just like my last Quick Hits, I am recording this from Grimsby, Ontario, a city on the southern shore of Lake Ontario, right across from the CN Tower as the crow flies. I mentioned I was visiting my wife's family in the area, and it took some time today to go see a memorial, a historical monument that had been set up just outside of Fort Erie, Ontario. So Fort Erie is kind of across the river from Buffalo, I think it is, on the New York side. And this memorial commemorates the Battle of Ridgeway, also called the Battle of Lime Ridge or Limestone Ridge, which was fought on June the 2nd, 1866. So just about a year and a bit before Canada became an independent country on July 1st, 1867. And this particular battle was fought between Canadian troops and uh, what's been called an irregular army of Irish-American invaders called the Fenians. Now, if you've been following my podcast for a while, you know that in in the recent past, I did a very neat broadcast with David Wilson, who is a University of Toronto professor who specializes in the Fenians. And we talked at great length about who the Fenians were, what their cause was all about, what they were seeking to do here in Canada, and the fact that the very first act of terrorism in Canadian history occurred less than a year after Confederation. So it was in April of 1868 when a Fenian sympathizer, i.e. a Fenian terrorist, assassinated Thomas Darcy McGee, one of the men who helped to gain Canadian independence from Great Britain in 1867. We had a long chat about, you know, are the Fenians terrorists or are they freedom fighters, etc.? Anyhow, this battle that was fought in 1866 involved the Fenians coming across the border from the United States. They, of course, the Fenians were seeking to put pressure on Great Britain through Canada in aid of the Irish cause. Of course, you know that the the Brits had ruled Ireland for well, for centuries, and we're not treating the Irish very well. We talked a lot about the, the potato famine when I talked to David Wilson and the effects on Irish society, the mass migration to Canada, United States, and elsewhere because of the potato famine. And therefore, it is quite easy for people to say that the Irish were justified. Now, in the Battle of Bridgeway, the Canadians were uh, vastly outnumbered and outgunned. They were very unprofessional at the time. And yet the Battle of Bridgeway didn't actually lead to anything significant on Canadian soil. The Fenians, in fact, after the Battle of Bridgeway, which they won, ended up back across in New York State and got arrested by officials there. So this campaign by the Fenians, who many of whom were Civil War veterans, to try to gain some kind of advantage for Ireland by attacking the Brits in British North America, i.e. Canada, um, didn't amount to much. The reason why I bring this up today is to discuss a little bit more this notion of uh, freedom fighters versus terrorists. It's a question that doesn't seem to be want to go away. As I've mentioned, I think on several occasions in the past, one of the more recent definitions or ways of looking at freedom fighters was provided by Ronald Reagan, U.S. President in the 1980s. And he was talking about the, the Contras, which were a group of Nicaraguans who fled Nicaragua after the overthrow of the Somoza regime in 1979 and the installation of the Sandinista government, which had some support from Cuba and was seen as a Marxist movement. And Ronald Reagan came up with his famous line, one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. Where does this leave us? I would argue it leaves us nowhere good. We know that there is no single definition of terrorism. There are hundreds of definitions of terrorists. I just engaged with a 
person on Facebook Messenger literally minutes ago in response to my podcast with, with Vouch um, earlier on or later last week, where we try to hammer out what is a terrorist? What does terrorism mean? What is terrorist activity? I'm not sure we got anywhere. I mean, I think when you throw in these terms like freedom fighter, you complicate matters more. Again, to go back to the example in Canada in the 1860s, there are those obviously who felt that British policy in Ireland was unfair, that the Irish people were being badly mistreated. The potato famine is seen in many ways as a result of British economic policies at the time. And there's no question that many people saw the Irish as a nation that should be independent from Britain, shouldn't have to serve under the British yoke, have its economy tied to the British economy, have the Brits get the best land, etc., etc. So from that perspective, anybody seeking to gain Irish freedom would be a freedom fighter, right? Well, I suppose. And yet on the other side of the coin, if you're in Canada at the time, and this ragtag bunch of Civil War veterans come screaming over the border, trying to kill you and burn your farmland and take possession of territory to act as a bargaining chip for negotiations with England over the status of Ireland, they sure as shit aren't going to be seen as freedom fighters, are they? They're going to be seen as terrorists. In actual fact, the Fenians believed that a lot of Irish Canadians would flock to their cause when they saw them coming across and and engaging with with British regular troops and, and with militias. And that, in fact, never materialized. There really wasn't much support for the Fenians here in Canada, despite the assassination of T.D. McGee in 1868 by a Fenian sympathizer. So the whole campaign basically ended. I would think that if you were an average farmer in the Niagara Peninsula and you were witness to this, you, you would not see the Fenians as freedom fighters. You would see them as terrorists. And according to one definition of terrorism, the one that I hew to, it's a serious form of violence that is predicated along religious, ideological, or political ends. There's no question what the Fenians were doing in Canada was political, maybe ideological as well. Ergo, they were terrorists. Why am I talking about this ad nauseum? I think that as long as we can't come up with some kind of agreement on what constitutes terrorism, whether it's terrorism in Canada, United States, the Western world, Afghanistan, Somalia, Nigeria, whatever, we're going to have a hard time dealing with it. If there's no consensus on what the term means, there'll be no consensus on what is the response to it. And you've heard me before, I've railed against this notion that we shouldn't be calling it a war on terrorism, the military should not play the predominant role in what to do with terrorism. There are other things that can be used, like security intelligence, like civil society, etc., etc. But the problem then becomes, if we want to see down the road that we're going to make some headway and actually find, if not a complete solution, then a partial solution to terrorism. If we want to get to that space where terrorism is what it used to be, which was an anomaly, it was something that happened once in a while, as opposed to every day somewhere in the world, we have to somehow come to an agreement. And I don't see us getting there. If we can't decide who a terrorist is, and if we can't distinguish between a terrorist and a freedom fighter, or see them as essentially two sides of the same coin, merely viewed through different lenses, how do we make any substantial progress on dealing with terrorism? We're going to have people constantly in disagreement, which means we'll have people essentially fighting against each other in terms of what the response should be. And if our response to a particular group is over the top, disproportionate, or results in civilian casualties, there's no question that there are those who may change their minds and see the terrorist group as a bunch of freedom fighters. We certainly saw Al-Qaeda as freedom fighters in the 1980s when they fought the Soviet Union after the invasion of Afghanistan 
over the crisis period in 1979. Would you see Al-Qaeda as freedom fighters right now? I don't think so. Certainly not in the wake of 9-11. So that begs another question. How does a freedom fighter morph into a terrorist and vice versa? Good question, isn't it? This points again to this, this conundrum we face as a society. When we're trying to figure out what to do with all these particular actors who use violence for ideological, political, or, or uh, religious ends, is that we can't decide who's who in the zoo. We can't make out the, the players on the roster. How the hell are we going to figure out what to do with this? I don't have any answers to this. I tend to be rather cut and dried when it comes to terrorism, based on my years in security intelligence, based on my years trying to uphold the Canadian Criminal Code. So I will stick to my definition of serious violence that is carried out for political, ideological, or religious means, all the while accepting that those means may be subject to interpretation as well. Bottom line is, a lot of this is very much like the debate between Harry Potter and the Goblin in the last Harry Potter movie, when they talk about you know what to do with the Sword of Gryffindor and, and how it got to be into the, the bank. And uh, both Harry and the Goblin agree that it's complicated. This is complicated. And every time you come across someone who claims to have the answer to this, be very, very skeptical because complicated issues have complicated solutions. There's no magic bullet. There's no sort of Gryffindor that's going to resolve this one. This is not Hollywood. This is real life. Just some of my thoughts on freedom fighters versus terrorists. Love to hear what you think. You can reach me on email, borealisrescue at gmail.com or on Twitter at Borealis Saves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you want to subscribe to all my content, please go to my website, borealisthreatenrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. Provide me with your email address. Get a free daily digest every day, blogs, podcasts, all the material that I produce. Love to hear from you, as well as receive some ideas, some feedback, some suggestions for further podcasts. I'll talk to you again soon. Maybe not from Grimsby next time. Until then, stay safe. Stay safe.